Let's go. Let's get started. Let's get up off the couch. Let's get outside. Let's make some wonderful crap happen. There's so much to be uh, excited about. There's so much to, to discuss. We've wrapped our brains, we've tried to, around how big the problem is, and it's action. We That's the solution. The solution is action. You gotta get up, you gotta get going. Uh, you can be grumpy, you can be angry. I was quite upset. Past couple weeks, I get so, I get so pissed off, Gimlet. I get so uh, angry. And the thing to do is to, is to do something. Do something positive. Make a difference. And we are at that spot. And here's the here's the, the thing that I keep trying to wrap my brain around, too. Like, it's only going to get worse, you guys. So we got to come up with uh, solutions and actions and things we can do. Because between now and the election, holy crap, I think it's going to get even more bizarre. I think it's going to get even more bizarre. Um... Remember last week, Gypsy, uh, when I was saying that, like, I, I was tired of that, you know, is 2020 already over? Can we restart? Those those kind of memes. Mm -hmm. That That's why I was that's why I'm saying that, because it's only going to get worse. You guys, we got to buckle up. We got to be tougher and it's got to be like stiff upper lip, chin up, slap that smile on your face. Happy warrior, because it's only going to get worse. And if it doesn't get worse, look, we're already ready. <laughs> so, we got a big show for you. Gimlet has some uh, uh, some amazing uh, research into Joe Biden. We'll start there. We'll start there. Might as well. Let's. We'll, and we'll get into the fun of uh, of Roger Stone being pardoned. We'll get into the fun of that later. But let's start with uh, with with Joe Biden for president and what a genuinely horrible thing that would be if Biden becomes president it it ain't well, good if Biden becomes president and Democrats take the Senate what you have to understand is they're going to eliminate the filibuster so with a majority in both houses they will just pass the entire Biden agenda it that's that's your doomsday scenario and it's I don't, I don't mean yours. I mean it's the like big two thousand. It's like two thousand nine and ten on steroids. It would go south fast. So many things. Well, could here's happen. The, here's the yeah, first policy that's going to go. Um, and he doesn't even have to pass a law to do this. It's a HUD regulation called the HFFA, which is under the Obama administration used HUD grants to try to leverage suburban communities to eliminate zoning for single family housing. Okay. So what does that mean? What does that mean to a stupid guy like me? Um, what it means is you could no longer buy attractive land and say, I'm only building single family homes here. So what, what? most suburbs will do is they will zone areas within their borders, right? Yeah. Than my town, where this area is for single family housing, this area is for commerce, you know, that sort of thing, right? Right, right. Um, and then there's zone, zones for multifamily housing. Basically, everything would become eligible for multifamily housing. Um, 
most communities could look at the Obama administration and kind of give them the middle finger and like, we don't want your HUD grant because it didn't, most suburban communities can function without them. Yeah. Um, however, Biden's version ties in highway funds. So most communities can't do without those. Yeah. So they would eliminate single family zoning, single family housing zoning. Um, you'd be required to build certain amounts of low income housing. Um, it, it, it's based basically what it does. There was a, a move. I don't know. I think it was during the late eighties for cities to kind of annex the suburbs that were in their MSA. I love and, how you I love how you say that. Like you have any notion that I I would know what the f I was that is. Explain it. <laughs> so so wait bedroom, a minute. Wait a minute. Why? Here's what I want to know. This is like a, a a personality quirk. Like why would you even like instead of using the abbreviation, just say it. Just say it. Like metropolitan statistical area. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's like the you suburbs were, close to them. There you um, go. There you go. Now we're down to my Neanderthal level. That's what I need. So they would take the suburbs close to them and start like finding ways to make the tax dollars flow into the city where they needed it in poor communities, et cetera, et cetera. This would actually create this this policy would actually create a structure to do that. So we'd be shoving our redistributing our tax dollars all over the place. Um, and basically what they're doing is they're taking a disparity based on their own determination of what a diverse community should look like, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're taking the disparity in that and trying to turn it into discrimination when oftentimes it's explained a lot of other ways. <laughs> okay, here's what oh. you need to do. Here's what you need to do. You need to take that information... And you mm -hmm. need to make that, you need to get some emotion in there and you need to get a, uh, you need to look for like a knee jerk kind of a, I'm going to call it sexy, uh, like reaction. Like, cause that's with that moving that money around and we're going to change the way they do zoning and all that stuff. That's, that's awesome. But I think the average person, they're not going to have a, a, like an emotional knee jerk reaction to that. So here's what I'm going to do. About, how about that? If you go for Joe Biden, you can kiss your equity goodbye. There you go. There yeah. you go. If you want to jack up your hometown, let's do what Joe Biden wants. I'm going to tell you something right now. Mm -hmm. Living in Los Angeles, living in the valley, if you will, you will have a hard time finding a more jacked up. This is the reason L.A. is so screwy, because uh, it, this goes back to uh, Chinatown, that, that movie Chinatown with, with, with Jack Nicholson. They wanted to sell real estate fast in the valley. So they gobbled up all the farms and you were allowed to build whatever. You could have a bunch of homes like a suburb and then you could put up a little mini strip mall and then you could have uh, an apartment building right next to a house. Like the zoning is all jacked up. The zoning is all jacked up. So in most places like uh, Chicago, uh, New York, Atlanta, big cities, you've got everyone tries to get downtown in the morning to go to work and then in the evening they try to get back home so you can do mass transit because it's all it's all going one direction in the morning and then it's going the other way at night that's not los angeles if you want to create a public transportation nightmare 
and a freeway nightmare, you just open up the zoning for anything. So if you have a house next to an apartment building, next to another house, next to a strip mall, next to an office building, next to another house, it's like every day in Los Angeles, it's like somebody kicked over an anthill and everybody's trying to get everywhere and it's a flipping nightmare. So if you want your town to have traffic and problems like LA does, and there is there is no solution that the government can offer there there's to fix la you'd need a dictatorship you really would i've, I've oh. thought about this quite a bit biden listen the guy the guy's a nightmare on every level just on on every level and the zoning thing the is additional bad. the additional thing this would do right so it it's an electoral move as well because if you look at concentrated urban areas like new york city atlanta da 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 You'll have congressional districts where Dem will win by 30%, right? Yeah, yeah. So that 30%, beyond the 1% you needed to win, that 29% are wasted votes. So what they're actually trying to do is push their voters out into the suburbs. So where we have a well-distributed vote where we win and we'll win like 52 to 48 or whatever, we don't have a lot of wasted votes in the GOP. Democrats yeah. have a ton. So they're trying to push their voters out to the suburbs so that they can win more congressional districts. Do you know that this is what uh, Eric Holder has been doing since the end of the Obama administration? That's like been his full-time job. Mm-hmm. His full-time job is running around the country and trying to find a way to redraw the districts and redraw the maps and da 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 They ain't playing. I said it on this show. I said it on this show. And once again, uh, it, sometimes it hurts being right. Obama said some, he said this a long time ago while he was president. And it just, it was made everything crystal clear. Whoever gets the most votes gets to do whatever they want. Now, that, that I'm paraphrasing, but I think that's what he said almost exactly. Elections have consequences. Whoever gets the most votes gets to do what they want. And that is, uh, I remember uh, Andrew Apple going, well, actually, you know, he, he, got, he got all upset about it. But it's what it's all about. It's why we want to uh, know who's coming into the country. It's Listen, why if we uh, want to know you are a citizen when you vote. Yeah, so so yeah. Biden, uh, I could see like the the rezone and taxes are going to go back up. He's already said that. Hey, I'm going to get rid of the Trump tax cuts. We're going to so Triple we'll go back. The corporate tax rate is what the Unity platform says now, which he's is changed. He's changed some of his policies that were on his website because he and Bernie had a come to Jesus. Yes, um, out of that come to Jesus came um, amnesty for. Any illegal living in the country, no more deportations, um, bail reform nationwide, no cash bail nationwide. You're turning the country into New York City is what you're doing. And it's every bad idea Bill de Blasio has had is now in in Biden's platform. And I think that's what we have to do. That's the that's the message. That's the action. Well, that's what I'm it's what I'm doing. I'm taking here's here's my narrative. Like Biden's America is jacked up. How do I know? I can see it. Biden's America is Seattle. 
Biden's mm-hmm. America is Chicago, is Baltimore, is New York. But that is um, the, the message, I, I think, to people. Like, if you ever, all, every city in America will look like this. If you give, you, you put the Democrats in charge, bad things happen. Bad Democrats things happen. Democrats negotiate with terrorists. Minneapolis. They did it is. in Minneapolis. They did it in Seattle. My mayor did it here. Like, an eight-year-old little girl is dead because Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms didn't have the nads to clear a Wendy's parking lot that was private property. They were negotiating with those people. Yeah. It is. And uh, her, mother, her mother was in the car with someone else. They see the barricades. They're like, whoa, shit. They go into a parking lot to turn around. Those guys came over the barricades and shot into the car, shot out their tires, and killed a beautiful eight little, eight-year-old little girl. It's, I, I, it's so hard not to go like over the edge, bitter, jaded, and just make fun of uh, the whole Black Lives Matter thing. But, but even I would hope that the people listen to the show. Like, we all agree. We all agree. Okay, yeah, Black Lives Matter. And, and to that Lower extent. Lowercase letters. Yeah, lowercase yeah, letters. Like, uh, listen. I I'll, agree with I'll, the sentiment. Yeah, but the organization. Who does it? Yes, the, the organization is just a, a Marxist, and they have, they have one thing. Uh, and that's just to get rid of the police and, and turn us into a, a, a more Marxist, socialist-looking society. And They're I actually- just. They're actually Malcolm X. Really? If you look at what Malcolm X used to talk about, which was black separatism, right? Well, isn't that before his great epiphany towards the end of his life? Basically, he and Martin Luther King took very different views of the civil rights moment, the civil rights era, and how to approach it. And we are legitimately having the same argument now that the country was – that. that we had in 1964. Right. But Martin Luther King's way needs to win again, or things are going to get really, really ugly. But even Malcolm X was, was hip to the fact that like the, like it's the Democrats, man, the Democrats. He didn't like either party. He didn't like Uh, either party. Yeah. He didn't think either party could represent the black community very well. Well, this is something that like, I think it, it's it's not good for a tweet and it's not good for Facebook, but it's something that you can hopefully talk about on a, in, a, in a forum like this. But it's like you really have to ask yourself to to my uh, to my black friends out there, uh, like literally ask yourself this question. What's going on in Chicago? What's going on in Baltimore? What's going on with, uh, you know, black on black crime? Like who? If you're a black man, who's going to kill you? What, the, what are this? What are the odds? What are the odds? Are the odds are you're going to get killed by a white cop, or are the odds that you're going to be killed by someone else from your your own community whose skin looks like yours? And to me, if Black Lives Matter was really an honorable group of people with with honorable intentions, why wouldn't they do something? In, in Baltimore. It's like, it's so just such a shockingly like bald faced lie to go out there. Oh, we're going to stop this and we're going to stop that. And yeah, I got buddies who were driving around in the wrong neighborhood or whatever, and they would get pulled over and they would get hassled and that's wrong. 
and that's wrong. And that needs to be addressed. And that's why I'm all for body cams, yada, yada, yada. But if you're talking about saving the lives of people of color, how can you ignore? How can you ignore the number one problem? It's like being on the Titanic and, and you've just hit an iceberg and, and Black Lives Matter is like, we got to change the oil filter on the ship. And you're like, wait a minute, no, we got to patch this giant hole. We got to get to the lifeboats. We got to tell other people about the iceberg. We got to stop sailing through here. No, no, no. We got to change the oil filter without the oil filter. And it's it, it's it's ridiculous. It's completely well, it's not it's ridiculous. not ridiculous because the movement. I mean, if you if you understand how the movement is funded, right? Um, they go through a group called Thousand Currents. Thousand yeah. Currents is, is her, the president of that because Black Lives Matter itself is not a not-for-profit. So they right. have to borrow not-for-profit status from another group to be able to take donations. And I don't even know why we allow this under the law. But we do. And it happens a lot on the left. Um, Thousand Currents, their head person is a woman named Susan Rosenberg who was part of the terrorist group May 19, which was similar to Weather Underground, who went around killing police officers and bombing stuff. Yeah. And robbing banks. She yeah. is a, like, all of these organizations, <laughs> you want to talk about anti-racism and racism, all of these organizations are run by white people. Well, so when you give money to Black Lives Matter, you donate it through Act Blue. Act Blue cuts the check to Thousand Currents. Thousand Currents takes their cut, and it's substantial. It was a couple million dollars last year. Yeah. And then gives the rest to Black Lives Matter, which they spend on travel and consultants and give very little to local communities. This is not about – they're using a racial premise to push Marxist ideas. It, it, it It's really just that simple. Well, that's – Really nicely put, and and I, I agree with that 110%. And this is like I've always said this, and I've said it before on the show. We need better lawyers on the right. We need better lawyers because this is the thing that – and I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due. The left is just so good at navigating the legal landscape. They go, oh, it's illegal if we call it an alpha bagooby gooby. So what we're going to do is we're going to call it alpha bagooby gobby. Technically, it's different and we can't go to jail. And it's like just navigating these little technicalities and just it's the same. Well, I don't want to I don't want to go there yet, but it's just it's it's like it's like Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Ah, I did nothing illegal. I did nothing illegal according to the letter of the law when like morally it's wrong. So I'll I'll, I'll give it up to the organizers uh, and the and you know and the the Act Blue people and there's some there's some there's some evil freaking sinister legal eagle geniuses on the other side. And that's great. So all we have is like this giant sledgehammer of truth. And it's going to be, it's just a matter of spreading the word that like, this is not an organization that wants to actually help the black community. This is an organization that wants to fundamentally change America. I want oh, yeah. to. And they're open about it. Just go read their website. Yeah. So that's. Like if you don't believe me. 
split up together and read. Mm-hmm. I didn't it's create this website. Yeah, let's do it. Take it right from their website. Do it right now. We'll go to break, and then we'll come back with more uh, wonderfulness. Some stuff to be excited about. But I want to hear, read it from the website. Do it up. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. As promised, this is welcome back, everybody. Just like we said, we're gonna we're gonna open up this segment of the show. This is a this is a quote from the BLM website, Gypsy. What do we got? Um, this is from their What We Believe page, and there's a big old introduction about the organization and what spurred its creation, which is a flat out freaking lie. Okay. Um, they were another organization, and they morphed into this after Trayvon Martin died. Sure. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it says, when uh, you go to their What We Believe page, the Black Lives Matter Global Network is as powerful as it is because of our membership, our partners, our supporters, our staff, and you. Our continued commitment to liberation for all black people means that we are continuing the work of our ancestors and fighting for our collective freedom because it is our duty. So notice, all black people, this is a global movement. Not an American movement. It's not. It's it's all yes. black people. Right? Global. 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 Because that's the difference between fascism and communism, right? It's the difference between Marxism is a global thing. Fascism yes. is a national thing. Um, that was a really bad explanation. <laughs> uh, every day, we recommit to healing ourselves and each other and to co-creating alongside comrades allies and a family cult and a family culture where each person feels seen heard and supported we acknowledge respect and celebrate differences and commonalities this is just even good english but whatever yeah we work vigorously for freedom and justice for black people and by extension all people which they deny when you say all lives matter so we yeah. intentionally build and nurture a beloved community that is bonded together through a beautiful struggle that is restorative and not depleting. So that's where you get your struggle sessions from. But this seems this all seems wonderful and beautiful right now. What's oh, where's no. the scary? Get to the we, get We are unapologetically black in our positioning and affirming that black lives matter, we need not qualify our position. 
love and desire freedom and justice for ourselves is a prerequisite for wanting the same for others. This is a black separatist and black superiority movement. Did you hear that in there? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's in there. We see ourselves as part of the global black family, not as Americans. And we are aware of the different ways we are impacted or privileged as black people who exist in different parts of the world. We are guided by the fact that all black lives matter, except they're not, regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs or disbeliefs, immigration status or location. We make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. Do you know what approval for transgender um, transgender lifestyle is in the black well, listen, we're 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 getting mixed up here. Then, like like literally, I'm and I'm not, I'm not being silly here, but like so far, I haven't heard anything scary. If if we I are, were to, oh, like, the next one, like hit me with some scary stuff. We are self-reflexed and do the work to dismantle mantle cisgender privilege and uplift black black trans folk, especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. So they're dismantling cisgender. We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments in which men are centered. So it it reduces the status of men within the movement. We practice empathy. We engage comrades, not members, comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their contexts. That doesn't even mean anything. Yeah. That, again, goes back to struggle sections. We make our spaces family-friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children. We dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mother to work double shifts so they can mother in private, even as they partic- participate in public justice work. We disrupt the Western-prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree, degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Notice it says nothing about fathers. Yeah. Well, now we're getting a little. Now it's getting a little scary. Now we it's getting. Foster, now we're. We, the, fo- we foster a queer affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather, the belief that all in the world are heterosexual unless he or she disclose otherwise. Well, here's what I'm going to say, because because right now, listen. If, if I'm writing this, if I work for this organization and I've got to write this what we believe thing, that's what I would write. I mean, listen, they, they know their audience. They know their this is how this is how you get young college age people like you read that <clears throat> you read that. If you're a young, idealistic uh, college age kid, you're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of that sounds wonderful. All of that, listen, that's how you appeal to to, to All people. you got to do is look at Mao's resolution, revolution. Well, they won't. That's just it. They won't look at that. They're not going to connect that, connect look those what, dots. Look at what happened with Ukrainian children under Stalin. It's. They became national heroes for turning in their parents. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, we can, we can stomp our, our feet about this and, and all this other stuff, but that's, and people who listen to the show you already know this it's it's like we're we're going down a path when you when you start hey comrades hey 
we're all comrades and it takes a village and we're going to dismantle the Western notion of a nuclear family and we're going to redesign this and we're going to redo that and blah, 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 blah. You're going down a path. There is no gold at the end of that path. That there is, there is no, yes, it always Both goes high. badly. It always goes badly. And whoever is pushing this, whoever is pushing a socialist, a Marxist, a communist, any one of these uh, ideas, they're either uh, stupid, ignorant, or just uh, pure evil. Yes. And, and I'll say it, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You guys, it looks good on paper. What, what, what you just read, Gimlet, that, like, if I'm young and idealistic, you know, yes, it, it looks great on paper. Socialism. It looks wonder. Oh well, I'll share, and it'll be wonderful. That it never factors in greed. It never factors, it factors in human nature. Yes, and greed is is part of that. And the wonderful thing about being on the right is like we we harness greed for good. Greedy people are like, I want more. I want more. I should invent something. Everyone's gonna want to buy, and so. They get greedy, and our quality of life goes up. That's the big difference. And when you start going down this uh, comrade takes a village, global movement, inequality, and we're all going to have equal outcomes, you always wind up with neighbor turning on neighbor because they think that someone has more than them. And then when I'm in charge... Uh, I'm going to get rid of those people because that's where the problem is. And if you look at the way they're already vilifying huge uh, swaths of the community, like us, you know, if you're on the right, if you're conservative, if you have the audacity to say you voted for Trump, you're evil, you're Nazi, you're a racist, you're horrible. And it's not, you don't have to go far down the path to say, you know what, maybe it would just be easier for our utopia if those people weren't on the planet anymore. And that's not hyperbole. That that kind of thing happens. A it, white it, woman with a three-year-old son actually got shot in Indiana over this conversation yesterday. It's it's scary, and it's getting scarier. And and for those people who, oh, this could never happen, these you're, those are the same people who say, oh, they'll never attack a statue of George Washington. Yeah, it's just the Confederate statues now. Oh, it's just Robert E. Lee now. They'll never go after Thomas Jefferson. They'll never go after, and here we are, and here we are. So it's a cautionary tale, so we have to amplify the message of there is danger. This is a very dangerous uh, place that we're in, and and equality is great, and we all start out equal here. Now, if you want to talk about uh, school districts and funding for roads and blah, 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 we can do that and we can figure out where is your money being wasted? Why? If you're living in a crappy neighborhood and your school system is crap, let's figure out why that is and let's solve it. Uh, but this whole dismantling the police because, oh, the police are just roving gangs of racists who kill people of color at every chance they get. It's, uh, it's, there's a, there's a lot of danger. And, and, and Joe Biden, whoo, I just can't, I can't say it enough. Joe Biden's America 
is a scary, scary place. Well, and it ends up having things like this in it. Um, the city of Seattle held a training session for white employees called Interrupting Internalized Racial Superiority and Whiteness. What? The city of Seattle required oh. only their white employees to come to a training called Interrupting Internalized Racial Superiority and Whiteness. Do you want to hear some things that, that are um, indicative that you have in, internalized your racial superiority? I just before you do that, before you do that, I just want to frame this uh, in the right way, because uh, I don't want people going, wow, when did when did the Loftus party turn into white power? <laughs> it's like if you take the word from this thing that they did in Seattle, where they're like, if you're white, you have to take this this course. If you put any other word in there, if you're a Jew, you have to take this mm -hmm. course. If you are Asian, you have to take this course. If you are black, it's like it sounds horrifying it sounds horrifying and this is the this is the wonderful paradox of 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 white privilege and systemic racism that if it it's impossible uh, to be the victim if you're white so that's how well, that's maybe how they, it's society they it's, but legally this violates the, the civil rights act in 1954 64 right. in title 7 somebody needs to sue mm -hmm. because the supreme court has already ruled on this <laughs> Yeah. repeatedly in reference to white people. Yes, it applies to us too. Yeah. Unreal. So what were they, what were they telling? So uh, if you're white it, and you work for the city of Seattle, you had to take this course, and what kind of wonderful things were they telling people? Well, you know that you have internalized racial superiority if you have some ideas about perfectionism. So <laughs> to make things good. Um, individualism. So if you believe in the individual, yeah, imposition, arrogance, paternalism, silence, meaning you just may not comment on something, <laughs> intellectualization, so actually thinking about things and discussing ideas. Yeah. I mean, this is so insulting to minorities. Seriously. I, here's what I want. I, I, would, I would. Here's the comedy skit. The, the comedy skit is you you go there and the the person leading the thing says uh, if you are you know if you're worried about perfectionism this could apply to you and then the person stands up and like that was a horribly phrased sentence there's a much better way to do that I'm not going to sit here and listen to this oh my god See, and then objectivity objectivity is racial superiority I am it's it's horrible and it's horrifying. And there's a big part of me that just like, and, and I did that video, what I love about Chaz, like Seattle, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's have a little experiment. It's I've, I've always said this, like, this is what I wanted to do with the terrorists as well. Give them a zone, give the, the, the fundamentalist Islamics. Give them a zone in the Middle East and you go, you guys just run it. No one's going to bug you. No one's going to bug you. They literally have a flow chart. <laughs> well, you have to. You have to. Let's. The trainers ask white employees to let go of comfort, guaranteed physical safety, control over the land, social status, and relationships with some other white people. <laughs> it's. Let's give them Seattle. Can I just Let's... tell you, I used to work. <laughs> I used to work in human resources for a living. 
Yeah. And I knew everything was going to hell in 2018 when <clears throat> Apple's black vice president of diversity and inclusion had to resign because she said that you could have 12 white guys with blonde hair and blue eyes in a room and they all come from different backgrounds and diversity of thought is just as important as other kinds of diversity. She'd worked for Apple for 20 years and had to resign because she said something that was completely true. And well, anybody who worked in human resources knows that because you're building teams based on personality characteristics and work styles and, and a whole bunch of other stuff that actually matters. Yes. So I knew everything was going to hell then, and then I saw this. And I could tell you, if I was still in the profession, and somebody said, we're going to do this training in our organization, I'd, I'd quit. There's no way I'd do this. This leads to such a terrible place. They are literally. So not only are they attacking our, our governmental institutions, right, our educational institutions, you know, our history, now they're literally ripping the fabric of corporate America because how do you work together? How do you work together if this kind of this kind of shit's going on? Well, those those businesses will ultimately fail. And that's that's where it all starts to fall apart very quickly. It all very quickly. Uh, unfortunately, it's not falling apart fast enough for me, and that's why I no, just want to I, I, I want to say, hey everybody, everybody in the and listen, make a Shangri-La. If you're if you're into Black Lives Matter and you're into like re-education uh, things like this, head to Seattle. Go to Seattle. That's yours. That is yours, you guys. You want to live in a society without the police, and you want to have social workers come out and solve these problems. Awesome. Head to Seattle, and then we can just have cameras and we can just broadcast it to the rest of America. And listen, if you stumble across Shangri La, well, well. Wow, I'm going to be impressed. However, every piece of me and every piece of history is going to you're going to it's going to be a giant version of Chaz and there's going to be a lot of death really quick. But let's see. Let's what see. What I think we need to do though. Legalize gambling. No, what? No, no. I think like because nobody's doing it really. I think we need to go into these cities where there've been riots in the daylight, of course. Um, and then take pictures of what they actually look like now. Yeah. Take yeah. pictures in and around where the Chaz used to be in Seattle. Take pictures down around Atlanta and up in Buckhead where they destroyed a bunch of stuff. Go down to Rodeo Drive, which was closing at one o'clock in the afternoon because it was so bad in L.A. Go to New York City and take pictures of the places that were looted and burned and go to Washington, D.C., Yes. And I don't want to take pictures of the protesters because I don't even want to acknowledge you people exist. I think you're worthless. Sorry. Go to uh, sorry. Go, go to the Loftus Party Facebook page. And I put up this awesome meme the other day. It's it's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Elon Omar. Uh, like, ooh, I, 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 tried to, I made a few changes to the place. I wanted to feel more like home. And then the picture below that is a picture of Minneapolis in mm -hmm. the daytime. After the riots, and it looks like freaking war torn Somalia. And there's like, it, it's, it's, listen, if you, Illusion. if you give these people power, and it's a very popular message, if you don't know any better, if you don't know any better, and unfortunately, that's where the, I think there's a lot of voters out there who don't, 
and and uh, oh, they'll come like up college with educated women in the suburbs. I want to go smack them all in the head. Well, that's why we, the 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 drumbeat has to be. If I'm going to your town mailbox. Your town will look like Chicago. Your town will look like Seattle. Your town will. Why do they think it's confined? <clears throat> why do they think it's confined to these other cities? Like I'm sure. I'm sure in Seattle back in the 80s they were like this is going to be awesome this is going to be great seattle in the 90s ooh, it's getting better there's more equality and look at that and people are free and open and this is going to be awesome and then and then seattle in the 2000s like okay there's a few antifa people but they're just fighting fascists they're just fighting the nazis and then in 2016 yeah they're just setting a few buildings on fire but they're fighting the fascists they're fighting the nazis and now yeah they've just taken over a few city blocks and a couple people got killed and somebody got raped and then they came to the mayor's house and they had to go. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's what the, the, the suburban independent voters, they are the mayor. You are that's who you're talking to. And and it'll it'll come to their front door. And I'm just the we're just the canaries in the coal mine. It'll come to your front door. Joe Biden's America is jacked up. It will it will it could because be it's not going to stop if he gets elected because that's how they leverage him. How do you think they got him to move so far left on this new unity platform? Trump nailed it when he said Joe Biden is just a puppet of the mm-hmm. radical left. That's it. You guys, Joe Biden doesn't have these ideas. He doesn't have these ideas. He's He's been in public service for 70 for 50 years since like 70 he has a record we can see what his record actually was right but his 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 bread and butter as a politician is appease the people who are going to reelect him appease the people that are going to help him that's it what do you want to do oh i want to take uh a bunch of knives and and throw them at this midget okay well if you'll vote for me i guess knives throwing at a midget will be fine and that Listen, I'm trying to uh, find jokes here in comedy, but it's because it is. It's a terrifying notion. We got to take a little break and we got to talk about Roger Stone. We got to talk about the awesome move that Trump just made. Stick around. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy.
We're back, and I thought we could start this segment with my impression of Rashida Tlaib, who I always call Rashida Tlaib. Here's a tweet she had a little while ago, four days ago, probably five when this gets aired. My sister Elon Omar said it best. We must begin with dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. Pass it on. That was a terrifying tweet. The whole system of oppression, wherever we find it. That's like, you know who would have said that? Uh, somebody from the church during when they were looking for uh, witches. We must, we must find, we must root out witchcraft wherever we find it. Okay, so enough oh, of that. And the other thing, that they, the other question they never answer. Yes. What system specifically as compared to what? Right, right. It's it's like it's, it's it's like trying to it's it's like trying to dig a hole in the ocean. You just they're just gonna keep digging wherever uh, they find it. Uh, we I gotta pass some good news along. The whole Roger Stone thing, and this is this is why I like to wait. And maybe it's just a failing on my part because I'm not good at the hot take. I need to be better at the hot take. My brain needs to work faster. When Trump pardoned Roger Stone, and a lot of people are like, "Ooh, uh, you know," and this this is like this is old school. Politics, And I have to constantly remind myself, Trump's not a politician. He does things his way. He got good results in 2016. I've been very happy with him as a president. I want him to get elected again. So the old school political analysts are like, boy, Trump really messed up. He should have he should have stuck. He should have stuck to the Mount Rushmore thing, because when Mount Rushmore, he gave a great speech and they called it horrible. He should have stuck with that. And blah, blah, blah. Instead, he, he moves on to NASCAR. And now he's pardoned Roger Stone, pardoning Roger Stone was the best move. He had to do sooner rather than later. By doing it now, by doing it now, there's a couple of good things that happen. Number one, he's saying in a very full-throated voice, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed at all. That guy's not going to jail. Just like Flynn isn't going to jail, just how Flynn got railroaded and uh, and it was, you know, oh, mis- misleading statements. Yeah, misleading statements to the FBI. That's the whole thing with Roger Stone. And this is what the left was oh, doing. No. It was and to they Congress, didn't... too. Oh, right. So, like, no, no, no. Left... All I'm saying is Adam Schiff lied to America, has been lying to America for like three years straight. And he'll see no consequences. But because Roger Stone lied to Adam Schiff, he's supposed to go to jail. Right. Whatever. Right. It's like, hey, we're going to we're going to accuse you of this crime. Then your behavior after you are accused becomes the real crime. Right. So and but they they put up a big body count and you have these people on the left going, well, why are 12 of Trump associates going to jail? Blah blah. blah. It's like process crime, process crime. Pro- it's for behavior after you were accused of a crime that you didn't commit. That was the FBI. That was the Mueller probe. That was all it. So good for Trump for pardoning Roger Stone and doing it now and doing it fast. And the other huge advantage it gives him. And by like, don't wait till after the election, because now during the debates, when Biden brings this up, when Biden is dumb enough to bring up, you pardoned your buddy Roger Stone, that is the opening for Trump to go right into the whole Mueller probe, FBI, the nature of the crime, and I'm using that air quotes on crime there, and it's just a huge, it's just the easiest pivot ever 
So I think it was a wonderful move. Well, I don't think they're going to debate, though. They have to. I, have to. I really, really, really think they're not going to. I think Biden's going to back out. How can Biden go on a stage with Trump for three hours? He can't. Oh, no. Listen, it, 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 Trump will, will, will mop the floor with him. Trump will mop the floor with him. However, but I'm saying, there's no way his handlers can let that happen. But then this is why this is so funny. It's so funny. But this is why, you know, for the past couple of weeks, support new media, support new media, support new media. We need our narrative. And our narrative is Biden's America is a horrible place where the innocent people are killed and your neighborhood goes to crap. And our narrative when Biden, if Biden makes this the the, the epic stupid move of saying I'm not going to debate Trump, it's because he's afraid. It's because he's afraid, and he knows Did you see that, that stupid New York Times op-ed. Oh my God! Which which one? They're all horrible. About all it, it's horrible. it's literally laying the groundwork, giving Biden a platform to say he won't debate. So what this guy says is, unless Trump releases his tax returns, and there's fact checkers on the stage, and the last ten minutes is devoted to fact checking by the fact checkers. Of what was said in the debate, Biden shouldn't debate. <laughs> well, that's someone trying to throw uh, Biden a lifeline, and that's uh-huh. what that's what the media does. They run cover for Democrats, but now Trump can go, "Hey, that's not me, pal. That's the Supreme Court. That's the Supreme Court. You got a problem with me? Talk to the Supreme Court. I've done. I've released this and that and this. And you want to talk about taxes? How are you a multi?" multi-millionaire on the salary of a U.S. senator. How did you get rich? And then it's a, it's a wonderful pivot. It's a wonderful pivot. And how you've did Trump get rich? You've never signed the front of a paycheck, son. You've only signed the back. Right? These people have never done anything. And that's no. the other one I just can't. Like, why would you? You wouldn't do it in your house. If your pipes were leaking, you call a plumber. You don't call uh, somebody who pushes paper at the DMV. And go, hey, how do I fix these pipes? Well, I tell you, if I raise your taxes, I can afford to have a study, a pipe study, blah, 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 blah. The federal government, big government, is horrible. And it and they are at their worst when they move fast. And they're doing it now. All these people trying to lay, uh, you know, COVID at Trump's feet. That, that's, that's my Achilles heel right now. That's my Achilles heel. When I'm scrolling through Facebook and I'm promoting the Loftus Party and blah, 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 blah. And I will see these Friends of mine, people I know who are just, they're blaming Trump for the coronavirus and his, and his response and like, he's been wrong. Trump's been wrong at every turn. What? What? Hey, I remember Fauci being in charge. I remember Dr. Burks being in charge. I remember Trump trying to close down the country and Bill de Blasio's like, hey, go to a concert, go to a restaurant, ride the subway. That's what I remember. I remember Donald Trump going, hey, we should we should do this uh, hydroxychloroquine. And they all, no, 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 no. And now every study comes back and they're like, wow, hydroxychloroquine cuts the death rate in half. And they're still pushing remdesivir. They're still pushing that horrible uh, expensive product. That's just, that's criminal. And we were talking about this before the show, Gimlet, and I, and I kind of want to get back to it and, 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 and de Blasio and it's just these horrible policies. 
and and we have to be proactive because the narrative and being right is more important than human life. And this is where I would appeal to everybody. Like, I don't care where you're from. If I'm bleeding to death and you have a bandage and you offer me a bandage, thank you very much. I, I appreciate the help. I don't care where you're from. And on the left, it's like, okay, we're bleeding to death. And, and, and Trump is like, I have a bandage. And they go, screw you and your racist bandage, you fascist Nazi. They would – they would the media and the left have no problem with people dying. They knew about hydroxychloroquine. Fauci knew about hydroxychloroquine. They know the nature of this virus. They know they could have been doing hydroxychloroquine this whole time. But demonizing Trump and demonizing a cheap and effective medication was more important. And now they can go, how did Trump let all these people die? How, oh, Trump stood idly by and he wouldn't wear a mask while 100,000 Americans, like, you're sick. That is sick. And and with with Cuomo, and, and uh, he's, Cuomo's gonna, Cuomo's planning on writing a book. He's floating the balloon about him writing a book about here's how great I did in handling my city when the crisis hit. And that guy, I can't say this in harsh enough terms, but what an absolute piece of human garbage. Well, I when, like how the Cuomo Commission found that Cuomo did nothing wrong. Isn't that, isn't that perfect? Well, you know what pisses me off is this is not a mystery. All these people in these nursing homes that died of COVID were tested for COVID, right? Yeah. For the most part. You know you can do a genetic analysis on that and figure out who got who sick. I did not know that. That's some stuff. Yeah, that's how they. Stuff. That's that's what they did over in Iceland to try to figure out um, whether the adult was getting the child sick or the child was sick getting the adult sick. Uh, so there's actually genetic analysis an analysis you can do to figure out who got who sick. Well, here's what I know. When when you say when you say to me on TV. And every doctor says, boy, if you're old, if you're above this age range, you really got to stay away from people because this this thing will kill you dead. Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. And then Cuomo's like, whoa, you got you. Ooh, some we got a We got a covid patient here. Put them in the nursing home. Put them in a nursing home. He had the hot. He had the temporary hospital in in the Javits Center and he had a boat. Yes. That he never used. And now we get to de Blasio and how just twisted that guy's mind is. Never forget that as Cuomo and de Blasio are on TV every day, and I'm in New York and I watched it every day. We need help. Or getting overwhelmed. We need help. Blah, blah, blah. And then Samaritan's Purse comes in. They open up a field hospital in Central Park. Blah, 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 blah. And people are bitching and moaning because it's a religious organization. Okay, whatever. Don't care. Do you need a bandage or not? Do you need help or not? Here they are. De Blasio told Samaritan's Purse, hey, all your medical personnel who worked here, uh, they need to pay New York tax. They need to pay, uh, they need to give us uh, the, the tax revenue. That, to me, is disgusting. That's That's the absolute... That's one of the lowest forms of humanity. They came to 
help you. You said you needed help and you're like, okay, well, you owe me. You owe me money for helping. That's gross, man. And then what he's doing to the New York cops right now. Uh, listen, they got to re- they got to recall that guy. And and to watch the media fawn and cover over these two disgusting human beings, it really infuriates me. When you have crime and shootings and stabbings at, at these levels that we haven't seen since the 80s and there's no signs of it letting up and you're still cutting the police budget in New York by such huge numbers. I, I think it's a billion. I don't know, but it's a huge number. People are well, I mean, be getting were... stabbed and shot. And your answer, your answer to that is to paint Black Lives Matter on the street in front of Trump Tower. Trump isn't running New York, you dumb son of a bitch. That's you. Oh, but not it's only that, Trump. What? Trump is a racist. He's the worst one I've ever seen. Well, I, listen, I, I totally agree with you there. And all the stats back you up and all his policies back it up and everything he's ever done with the exception of the central uh, with the exception of the Central Park Five. But that's yeah. listen, that was all of New York. That was all of New York. Oh, and, I know. That's, and that's why that's why you can't do these rush to judgment things. That's why you have to presume everybody is, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Listen, well, but the, the, they weren't innocents per se. They were innocents of part of something. Right. But you had it, it was it was an angry mob. And every time you're part of an angry mob, take a deep breath and put down the pitchfork and go and ask, ask yourself that question. OK. But uh, I mean, the other thing that confused me about that is last I checked, the president has changed his residency to Florida. Yeah, I don't think he's going back to New York. I mean, uh, Trump Tower will still be there, but I think his primary residence is going to be down in Florida. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like he doesn't any, go back to New York now. He goes to Florida. Like any, uh, like any smart, uh, rich person in New York, you have your residence in Florida. You look at your your calendar and you tell your personal secretary. You go make sure I'm in Florida more than I'm in New York, so that that can be my primary residence. It's going to save you an absolute fortune. And I'm sure the people who live in Manhattan are are happy that Trump doesn't come to New York because it's, it's a traffic nightmare. I've been in Manhattan on uh, like the, the day before Trump comes in, and they just take all these uh, garbage trucks, these huge giant garbage trucks, and they just start blocking off streets. They start blocking off streets for security reasons. It's a nightmare. But yeah, uh, de Blasio's the worst. De Blasio's horrible. Uh, cops. Well, he's it, just, he's an anti-Semitic communist. <laughs> he's horrible. And it's like, you can't legislate your way out of this. I mean, like, do, cops trying to retire uh, is up like 400%. Increase. Yes. So now they're going to try to make it illegal. They're telling people don't even apply. Don't even apply. You can't even apply. You're not allowed to apply. Like, how? How is yeah, that going to hold up? How is that going to hold up? I signed on. I have a contract with the city. If I do so many years, I get out with X amount of dollars. That's just all there is to it. And then 
this is the perfect transition, when you have crime going like this, when you have crime going, are is anybody shocked that everybody wants a gun? Is anybody shocked that we're setting all-time records for background checks and gun sales? Now, here's where it gets dicey. Here's where it gets dicey. You had that couple in St. Louis who had restored that home and sunk a bunch of money into that. It's a private community. There's a gate. There's signs. No trespassing. Private property. Protesters came through the gate, broke it down, started protesting. Dude had an AK, uh, what did he AR-15. have? An AR-15. Uh, wifey von Wife had a little pistola. The, the attorney general in, in Missouri, whoever in, in St. Louis, somehow they got a judge to uh, agree to them uh, for a search warrant. And they went back to that house. And now that poor, that poor guy and his wife, you know, they've been the, the subject of ongoing protests day in, day out. And then, and then the state and the city shows up with a search warrant. And they're like, we want your guns. And I think, of course, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have the balls to say no, right? I wouldn't. I, it, seriously, if that's me, I'm like, okay, you got a search warrant. Come on in. That's legal. Okay, here, here's here's the rifle, and they they take the guns. Now we're into super dangerous territory. Now we're into super dangerous territory when the government is coming around collecting firearms, so you then cannot defend yourself. I'm wondering if Missouri has a red flag law. I don't even know what a red flag law is. That's the thing that um, where your family or law enforcement can say we're concerned about this person having a gun because they may be oh. a threat to themselves or someone else. Yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. have to go to court to get your guns back and prove that you're not a danger to yourself or others. So it's a complete upended back asswards due process nightmare. Well, yeah. Well, those are those are those are terrifying. Those really scary. Oh, if you elect Joe Biden, they'll have them nationwide. They really will. And well, and, but he's gonna put Beta O'Rourke, Beta, not Beto, Beta, in charge of gun policy, and he said we're gonna come take them. And evidently they will, and people will give them up, and people will give them up. It'll be some uh, rancher in Montana who'll be like, "You're not taking mine," and then they'll portray him as the villain. So we're all lost in a terrible boating accident. It's a uh, it's a it's a horrible position that we're in. And hopefully you guys are smart. You get it. It's it's become abundantly clear to you that the press is running cover and has always run cover for the Democrats. It's hard for them not to. You're a liberal. You went to a liberal college. You want to be a journalist. You go in and, and nice parties. Yes. So you want to fit in. So you pre- you you almost exclusively print the stories and run with the stories that attack conservatives and make the liberals look good. So we have reached a point now where that is the vast majority of it, and they're trying to shut down the independent voices, the voices on the right, and that is why we always say. You know, thanks for listening and thanks for leaving reviews and thanks for telling people about this show because it is going to be there's a vacuum. There is a vacuum on the right. 
and and you guys were smarter than this. The average American is smarter than this. And as we can get people to ask these questions, like how can such a horrible thing happen? Like Cuomo putting old people, Cuomo putting COVID patients in with the elderly when he knew. That is, that's a horrifying story. And no one wants to lose their parents or their grandparents. People connect to that. So by supporting shows like this and theloftestparty.com uh, and and any other outlet you can think of. And if you think of, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Tim Pool. I'm a big fan of uh, uh, flipping uh, Ben Shapiro and the guys at the Daily Wire and Prager University and, uh, you know, people over at The Blaze. John we Solomon's need, really good, too. Yeah, yeah. We need to amplify these voices. So if you know of a good one that we're missing out on and that we should be paying attention to, uh, go to theloftestparty.com, leave a comment, and and we'll dig it, dig into it, and try to help them out. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy Chad Prather uh, says he's running for governor of Texas in 22. He says he's really doing it, so I'll, I don't know who he's running against, but right now I'm going to help try to help my buddy out he's as much as I can. Mary Abbott. <laughs> I listen. We have to. It's it's counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive to like the conservative mindset most of us are like entrepreneurs and i'm gonna self-promote self-promote make my thing and oh they listen we have the enemy of my enemy is my friend it's, it's the most important thing right now is to make sure that uh trump gets elected in 2020 and instead of pointing fingers at other conservatives and other pieces of media and oh uh ann coulter got that wrong well, guess what? Ann Coulter's going to be on the TV show, and she's going to be uh, a, a voice, and, and hopefully she'll convert. So what I'm saying is we have to support people all the way around, the Hodge twins, all everybody, everybody who's standing up and shouting from the rooftops and making a good point. We need to support that. That's the most important thing. So breaking through that, that algorithm... That's why I always ask, hey, go to you know iTunes and leave a review, and more importantly, leave a comment, say something. I know it's a giant hassle. And I want to thank everybody uh, for their support, uh, the, the Facebook page and the YouTube channel. Things are going, things are going well, and we're trying to be smart. We're trying not to get, uh, you know, shut down. So, uh, sorry if it's not angry enough. I don't, you cannot win if you're not in the fight. You guys have a great week. Tell your friends, and I will see you at theloftestparty.com. Loftus Party.